Blog Talk Radio. Take a licking. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for super chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Calm Hawk Feed. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends at Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, Feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. All right, thanks for staying with us. we got a great show lined up for you today. She has a special announcement I think she's going to share with everybody today. I'm really excited about it. I've known for a while, but I think now she can make the announcement public. I know she's excited about it, so hopefully um, she'll be able to make this announcement and talk about it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, also, want to let everybody know that the winter issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine has gone to the presses. Uh, it's gonna. It's, I think it's a great issue. I've got an article in there um, about uh, pox from Dr. Pateski. I've got an article in there about I think uh, natural remedies and if and why they work by um, Peter Brown, the chicken doctor. I've got one in there about winter coop ventilation from today's guest, Dr. McRae. I've got a real review on a new line of incubators from Brincy. Um I've got a really neat article in there by um, uh, Dr. Um, Casey uh, Baravesh at CDC uh, about um, uh, really kind of doing what we can to protect uh, our family uh, from uh, salmonella, from from our chickens. And it's really a good casual read. It really kind of is down to earth about, I think even the title of it is, uh, Why Can We Cuddle Our Cats But Not Cuddle Our Chickens? Something like that. And uh, so it's, it's a good one. And then we've got a great cartoon in there and have a, a really special article uh, from a 12-year-old girl who just absolutely loves her backyard chicken. She's an avid fan. She um, um, has my book, which her parents say she's like memorized cover to cover. So, uh, and, and, and she's got an article that um, I made the executive decision <laughs> to put in the magazine. So I know she's excited about it, kind of uh, what she's doing in her community to try to uh, make uh, chickens um, uh, legal in, in their community as well as why chickens are just awesome. And it's the perspective of a 12-year-old uh, girl and the chickens in her backyard. So I really think you'll enjoy uh, reading that one. So you, you'll be able to, as soon as that becomes in, in available digitally, uh, you can get that over at chickenwhisperermagazine.com. In fact, you can read every issue and every article uh, ever published 
at chickenwhisperermagazine.com. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to the uh, to subscribe to the digital edition, if you would. And then, uh, oh, let me see here. We got here. Oh, okay. It's uh, Dr. McRae. She is warning the call-in number. Let me get that for her just a second. She must be out of the office and doesn't have it with her, so no big deal. Uh, Give me a second. Only do uh, 14 things at once. There we go. I don't believe that's it. So um, hopefully it'll send. I'm hoping it will. Um, so um, where was I? <laughs> I think I was talking about the winter issue. Oh, and, and, and subscribing to the digital um, subscription there while you're over there. And you can subscribe to the print edition. I got a really cool letter uh, today, matter of fact. Let me go through my mail from uh, uh, Mr. Jesse McDaniel uh, from Reno, Nevada. And um, it's it's a handwritten note, and uh, he apparently uh, I would say doesn't have internet access. And I'm gonna go out on a I'm gonna go out on a ledge here. Uh, I don't want to incriminate myself, but um, I'm just appearing by the handwriting. That may be way off here, but it seems like it may be uh, someone uh, in in their senior years. And it says, "Dear Chicken Whisper Magazine, um, can you please uh, send?" me information on how I can get a, let's see, printed copy, a subscription to Chicken Whisperer Magazine, sincerely. And uh, can you also send me maybe a free sample copy? I believe I can do that. Not a problem. And um, I believe it's a gentleman because it's J-E-S-S-E, not I-E. And I believe that's my understanding of the difference between male and the female spelling of Jesse. So, um, yeah, the text went through. Dr. McCray is called in. So I wanted to tell you about that uh, winter issue of the magazine. Uh, it'll probably be in your mailbox in the next two weeks. And uh, so probably get it before Christmas and maybe sooner than that. And it always going to the printers today. So and they handle all that printing and mail. So hopefully you'll get that here really in the next week, but that's say 10 days, 14 days, depending on where you live within the United States. And I believe the digital copy will be available sooner than that. So that's pretty cool as, as well. So that's out. We have officially started working on uh, the Chicken Whispers Factor Chicken Poop book as far as getting statements that we want to address slash challenge uh, in the book. And I believe our first where we're looking to get initially 75 statements uh, that we see on blogs and forums and, and, and books and magazines that are out there regarding backyard poultry. And, um, and I'm and working now to try to divvy those up, divide those up with um, someone knocking at the door with, um, with um, the experts that will be um, responding. Yep, there it is. To those, and, I, and already I'm getting huge feedback from folks um, uh, about the book. They're just really, really excited about um, getting the book and um, reading it, and seeing things that they'll see online and be like, "That's a load of malarkey." So, uh, really looking forward to that. So, we've started uh, working on that, and hopefully that'll be complete. I'm going to say by the end of January, if I can get my act together and get all these things out to the contributors to work uh, over the holidays. That'll be awesome. Let me think what else is going on. Um, Chicken Whisper Tour for Springs, probably not going to be because it's going to be in the Northeast. We want all the snow to go away. <laughs> I know Delaware kind of is in, in the mix. And um, uh, New Hampshire, I think, is in the mix for uh, – and so up in that area, maybe starting in Ohio, working over towards Pennsylvania, and then kind of going over to the coast and moving upward a little bit. So um, uh, probably closer to uh, – February, February, we might get an idea of what states will be and maybe even what locations we're going to be this spring. Uh, Got to love that. Uh, let me think what else is going on. I know Dr. McCray may have a statement, so we're going to get to it in just a second after the break. Um, chickens in the news. I'm trying to think of anything right now as far as the um, Windsor. Um, I'm trying to think about anything's come across the wire regarding. Let me think. Anything else other than chickens in the news? 
don't think so right now. If, if, if so, if I come across something, I'll be sharing it on our, on our Facebook page. So other than that, going to my first commercial break, we take two commercial breaks each show. Uh, ends up being less than AM radio, less than FM radio, and less than TV, so no complaints. But, um, hey, tis the season for giving. Uh, tis the season for buying presents. So check out our sponsors. they got some cool stuff. they got some cool sales. And um, check them out, especially if you need a stocking stuffer. Uh, for that chicken lover in your life, which may be you. <laughs> Treat yourself. Get yourself a, a gift and uh, check our sponsors out first, if you will, this holiday season as you're buying for that chicken lover in your life. After the break, we'll be back with Walker scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McRae. Stay with us. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at Hensaver.com. That's Hensaver.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Alrighty, thanks for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper. You know what? I got to do this. I got to because um, it's tradition. So just bite your tongue, if you will, but I got to. Bye. <laughs> 
All righty. Uh, I had to. Dr. McCray, you have no idea how hard it is to get all the chickens on the roost and paying attention to me uh, while I cue the music and have them do their part. I mean, you want to talk about some serious threatening for fried chicken. I mean, I mean look, guys, okay, it's either either stay right or fried chicken. You choose, and then they slowly kind of just kind of like kindergartners pop up on the roost and <sighs> they drive me crazy. <laughs> Only this time of year, though. Only this time of year. So I mean, yeah, they they got it pretty good. Other than you know, this time of the year, and and they still do. You know, I still have to give them their tasty grubs after they do it. You know, they. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, I think, I haven't the beans. I haven't spilled the beans, but I think you do. So excited! Um, <laughs> I'm kind of sad that you're coming to visit in the Northeast when I'm not going to be here, Andy. And that's the thing, guys. <laughs> I am, I, I've taken a job at Auburn University. So I will be leaving the state of Delaware on January Thank you, Andy. And yeah. I will be um, starting on January 30th at Auburn University, and I hope I can help a whole new set of people with their small flocks. Um, I'm still going to be an extension specialist, and I still intend to help you and small flock owners across this great nation of ours, but my job's going to change slightly. I'm going to be... Um, helping more with the 4-H program. And in Alabama, they started something called Chick Chain. I think a lot of your listeners have heard of Chick Chain, uh, but it actually started in Alabama. And what they're looking for is more Chick Chain leadership, as well as some more leadership for a few other programs they have in Alabama 4-H, like Pig Squeal and Dairy Goat U. And so... What I'm going to do is try to incorporate some of those things that I love to do, like, say, avian bowl or poultry judging into the chick chain program and expand some of the other programs so that maybe it has the same level of success as chick chain. Cool. Are you there? Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah! So that means you and I are going to be within driving distance of one another, and perhaps we can meet up for some book signings or other events as you get, um, you know, I know you're doing the Northeast this spring, but who knows where the fall will take you, and, and you're, I think what we need to do is we need to get Kalmbach down by me, because I think the closest Kalmbach is is um, North Alabama. So we'll have to see if we can't get them down near middle and southern Alabama. I know, um, oh, man, Uh, what was I going to say? I know, Um, Faithway Feeds is big in the southeast. They're big in Alabama, and Borders is in Alabama. I've been to their headquarters. I've met the owners. Um, And... um, I had lunch with one of the owners, but but I, I know that they um, distribute a lot of the Kalmbach feeds, and I know that Kalmbach, mm-hmm. uh, they get their base mix from Kalmbach. So uh, I think we'll be good in, in, in the Alabama uh, Alabama area down down that way. That's not a problem. And, um, yeah, when I spend mainly uh, late spring to early fall, kind of, uh, or late summer, late spring to late summer, I guess, um, in, in the Georgia area, so uh, yeah, not not too far away from from all, and that's where you got your PhD from Auburn, correct? Yes, yes. Um, Auburn University has a really good poultry science program, and for undergraduate as well as graduate students working on their masters and PhDs. And I got my bachelor's and master's degree at University of California Davis, but I got my PhD at Auburn. But I got to see all the students go through the program, the undergraduate students go through the program at Auburn University. And man, oh man, if you get into that program, 
you are basically, unless you are a terrible student and you don't like what you're studying, um, you're guaranteed a job in the poultry industry. Um, they really prepare you in the classes, and they have a really super strong poultry science club that does a really good job in getting you connected and understanding the business side and meeting the people in the industry. So that's what I really appreciated there at um, Auburn. And then, of course, you're just around the corner from Atlanta. And what do they have in Atlanta every January, Andy? IPPE, yes. which is a huge deal. Yeah, I've been there a couple yeah. times. And Pretty almost cool. all the students that choose to go walk away from the college student career program with an offer of an internship or a or a job offer if they're graduating. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it's a really good awesome. program. I can see it now. You get down there, you get all your your housing situated, and you got to be there, say, on a Monday morning, and and you uh, um, you, you go into the parking lot at Auburn, and you you uh, get out of your car, and you're heading to your office, and the double doors open as you're walking into. Your, your your department, and 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 we hear this in the back. Is that what I'm supposed to be singing? <laughs> I think that's what when you walk walk in for the first time as a Congratulations, cool. though. That's awesome. I know you're glad to get back to your uh, alma mater, and, and uh, what a great thing to um uh, Auburn University. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and it's in that. a great state of Alabama, which is pretty high up on the list of states that have big poultry. So um, big poultry opportunities, big poultry department, big poultry um, sales. So... You know, I, I haven't forgotten my small flock roots, everybody, but you've got a, a, a friendly ear down south near near Andy. If you'd like, um, I can always still be reached by email or by phone. You know, I will be participating in Andy's shows still. Um, so I haven't, I haven't given up on, on backyard poultry. It's just my job is changing. So as an explanation, I won't be teaching. I won't be doing research. It's just mm-hmm. extension. It's 100% extension. I hope that ex- explains some of it to your listeners. Um, sure. But that doesn't mean that I won't be teaching science to young people, and, and chicken science is the best kind of science, in my opinion. So um, we'll see if we can't get some of these small flock owners excited about these new small flock owners excited about all kinds of, of new poultry equipment. One of the things I'm kind of left wondering about is I have, I think, 12 chicken sweaters that I still have to, to sell <laughs> before I move out of that, or I got to pack them and store them. And it's getting <laughs> cold outside. So if you're interested in buying a chicken sweater, you need to uh, email me. Um, I'll have to take a photograph of them all. And we've got pink, we've got purple, we've got camo, we've got Christmas colors. Oh my gosh! So fifteen bucks each. Keep those chickens warm and toasty. At least in the Northeast. I don't know what's the temp down where you are, Andy. Uh, I think it's eighty-six today. Oh, are you serious, dude? <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> 86, baby. Oh. It's a good 30 degrees colder here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, well, one of the things I was going to talk about this time, Andy, is is stuff you can do for your chickens so that they have a little fun at Christmas, too. Um, What stirred this thought process is I was goofing around on Facebook last night and I saw somebody had posted a video of cats enjoying Christmas trees. And I was just like, oh, no, this can't be good. <laughs> and sure enough, 
there was, you know, tragedy after tragedy, <laughs> cats in Christmas trees. Well, I was thinking about, you know, I've talked about this before, but I thought I should bring it up again. Things that you can do at Christmas for your chickens. Um, a lot of people take the time to make uh, ornaments, um, those those dough ornaments um, with uh, for their Christmas trees, and you use um, you know ha- uh, holiday shaped cookie cutters. Well, one of yeah. the easiest things you can do is take um, tasty grubs and mix them in with some um, chicken feed or maybe even bird seed in there with a, a sunflower or safflower seed and mix it all together and in with it you can mix a little bit of tallow if you want or even some gelatin so that it all sticks together now i'm not saying jello i'm saying you know the plain gelatin packages um if you mix it all together and um you you know you can press it into spoonfuls of it press it into a big uh cookie cutter now the the hardest part of this whole thing is keeping it from sticking whatever surface is underneath it so i'd say put down some parchment paper or really what's better is is wax paper so they can easily be lifted up um one of the things i use at home is still pat i really like my still pat and so I'll, i'll set it down on that and you also need a place in that cookie cutter shape where you're going to have a hole where you can stick a piece of nice, pretty Christmas ribbon through it and hang it in the coop. Well, how oh, yeah. are you going to pull that off? Well, go get a straw and cut it short. Um, you don't need a straw that's, you know, a full 12 inches long. You know, cut a maybe a two to three inch section of it off and stick it so that um, the end sticks up from the silpat or wax paper that you have and then press the uh, press the the mixture around it um, and you're going to probably have to let this dry for several hours if not overnight um, and you know then you pull the straw out you pull the the Gently pull the cookie cutter off, and you have a nice little ornament for your chicken that they can kind of snack on. <clears throat> and you made it yourself. You can control when ingredients go into it. Um, if you want to add something like, say, uh, powdered alfalfa or, or um, you know, something that kind of decorates it, just like you would for, for cookies, um, you can kind of mix a, a thick mixture of... Um, powdered beet or powdered alfalfa and um, mix it with just a tiny bit of water put it into a sandwich baggie into one corner snip off a small end of that sandwich baggie and you can kind of draw on your your um, seed image and maybe maybe you made a little santa or a stocking and you can can just kind of decorate it um, using ingredients that won't harm your chick small amounts that, uh, you know, that you might see a small pop in color in your egg yolks, but that'd be about it. <laughs> um, or if you wanted to, to turn your seeds red, you could mix the the beet powder in with the seeds and, and do it that way if you really wanted to. might get some really funky, cool colors that way. And if you get your kids involved with this, you don't have to worry too much about powdered alfalfa or powdered beets um, being, uh, unless they have a specific allergy, being dangerous for your kids if they get it on their clothes or or something like that. It's easily washable. Um, Or if they choose to sample the alfalfa powder. I mean, I don't know how much alfalfa powder I've consumed in my lifetime after feeding the sheep for so many years and popping open bales and getting the <laughs> dust. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay. <laughs> um, that's just kind of a fun little thing you can you can put out there for the chickens and um, make enough. Uh, and it should be a high-energy um, treat for them doesn't need to be terribly large in number or terribly large as far as a cookie cutter 
but it's something for you to consider as an activity that brings you and your kids and your chickens all together for Christmas. Another thing that I was thinking about, oh, did you have something you wanted to add, Andy? No, it sounds uh, like a tasty treat. Maybe the uh, the singers in the Chicken Whisperer Opera would, would like that uh, treat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love to see how the Tasty Grubs hold up in, in such a mixture. Um, yeah. I know that just doing, like, say, uh, an oil seed or safflower or sunflower mixed with just, like, the Tasty Grubs um, was, will definitely be popular for more than just your chickens. Any wild birds would enjoy something like that. Um, the other thing I know that people like to do is uh, give their chickens uh, leftovers from the holiday meal. Uh, just a reminder, not everything is good for a chicken to eat, so stay away from dairy. Um, you will kind of induce a little bit of diarrhea if you do that in your birds. And Stressing your birds out in a cold time of year maybe isn't what you want to do. Um, you know, they're they're already stressed because of the temperatures. Um, so, you know, you can stick to the greens and the vegetables and the fruits and those sorts of things. But, um, you know, stay away from dairy products. And, you know, meat is okay, but everything in moderation. Um, chickens are omnivores. Uh, one of the things that I, I've seen people do is is take a, a Christmas pear, and what they might do is is uh, take a a uh, oh, why can't I think of the word um, a peeler. There you go, a vegetable peeler, and they will peel off um, strips of of the peel. Uh, and throw it out in for the chickens and kind of give them a taste for for pear. Um, and then what they'll do is they'll hang the rest of the pear, uh, since it's pretty easy to just take a, 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 a string and tie it to the pear stem. Um, they'll take the rest of the pear and hang it in the coop for the, the chickens to enjoy. And that kind of pulls in the, the 12 Days of Christmas theme. Yeah. Um, partridge in a pear tree and if people have frizzled chickens it becomes even more important because that's what you get on the you know third day of christmas is three french hens that's a frizzled chicken by the way <laughs> in case you didn't know <laughs> um if you if you have frizzled chickens and you're going into the winter make sure you're cozy for them because their feathers don't lay down flat and they can get affected by the cold pretty quickly but getting back to the fun stuff, um, after the holidays, I have seen people take wreaths or garland or even the Christmas tree itself out to the coop. Uh-huh. Now, if you take all the ornaments off of everything and the bows and the tinsel and the lights, then it becomes safe for the chickens to kind of um, peck at and hop around on and um, I know a lot of people they, they don't mind the chickens just kind of hopping around on the Christmas tree as, as long as they don't you know poke their feet you know make sure that there's no you know nothing on that tree that could poke them like a leftover ornament hanger or something like that huh. and you don't want them to eat any tinsel something that could kind of cause them more harm um, and they love to hop around and just depending on the type of tree you get and the type of pine needles it has, they can kind of hop around in there and hide and pretend like they're, pretend like they, nobody can see them and they have a little bit of fun. And eventually, because you don't have water in with the tree anymore, all the needles fall off and, um, you know, you can just kind of <laughs> clean that out like regular with your, your regular coop cleaning. Yeah, my, my, the needles fall off mine like like what is it four days after I buy it? It's this, uh, I, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, all the wise tales. Oh, cry, uh, put some aspirin down in the water or base. You know, the stand. Put some. <laughs> uh, I've done it all. Aspirin to syrup to sugar water. To, you know, anything and everything you see online. Help preserve your tree from dropping. Yeah, right. Well, four days later, shake. Oh, yeah. Back you get the Mister Dirt <laughs> Devil. <laughs> you know. Now, have and, uh, you ever done a yeah. 
a U-cut tree? Yes, we had. There was a place uh, where my folks used to live, about 20-minute drive, and he actually was a uh, veteran, and he was a prisoner of war, Doctor uh, Mr. Purcell, and he was actually a state representative. He had a Christmas tree farm, and you you get you go up, and they'd give you a handsaw and, like, this long stick with everything, obviously six feet, seven feet, eight yeah. feet all marked. And had the little dollar sign of how much each tree. You just walk out through their field. We did that for for many many years because you could get a say an eight. They had a cathedral ceiling in their house, so you know eight or nine, ten foot tree for forty nine sixty five. You know about probably about sixty five to seventy two dollars. When you go to these places like you know Big John's, the parking lot of the of the big lots, and you know ten foot trees, three hundred bucks or something. The trees have gotten outrageous, yeah. Doctor McRae. We've done everything nope. over the years. We've had, we've done a bald and burlap tree, thinking it would be, oh, you know, we could plant it in the yard after, you know, we use it, being more friendly to tree. You know, we've cut them down. We've had artificial trees. Done it all. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little ceramic tree that I found at an antique store locally, and it lights up. And my yeah. grandma had one like it. I love it to pieces. Yeah. Well, I hope I don't knock it down and turn it into pieces, but I love it a lot, and it's it suits my needs perfectly well. Um, something like that could also work in your coop. I know a lot of people like to put lights in their coop. Um, I always say make sure that they're well secured, and if you want to put them on a timer, you can. Make sure that the chickens can't run into them and end up getting all hung up inside the lights. Um, it can be the kind of lights that are twinkly or LED lights work just fine and your chickens may even benefit from it in that you're extending the length of the day and you might easily get more eggs out of them if you have been um, seeing a decrease in the number of eggs due to the shorter day length. Um, Christmas tree lights are just kind of a fun way if you've got a kit for your kids or yourself and you've just got a chicken coop kit for just holiday stuff, then you can just pack that right up and um, store it for next year after doing a, a little clean job on it. And I know some people oh, yeah. love to put out wreaths for their chickens. And what's kind of what's called a Delarobia wreath, where they've got fruit, um, you know, citrus, as well as um, apples and pears on the tree. Um, and sometimes, you know, they'll they'll just let the chickens, they put it down low, low enough and they'll just put that out there for the chickens to eat. And um, I just say, if you're going to do that, be ready to pull off any pieces of fruit that kind of look like they're rotting after a few days and uh, dispose of them so that the chickens don't get sick. We can get sick and so your chickens can get sick too. I haven't seen those trees in years. You're describing that. In oh, all the these wreaths. Wreaths, yeah. Dang, I'm like, well, oh, that's okay. One of the things I've seen um, hit the stores recently that made me think of, of this was the little topiaries, the rosemary herb topiaries. Um, a lot of people will get those for their house, and, and maybe they – they do okay for through the seasons and maybe they even use it in their cooking but um if they're like me come about february they're kind of done with the thing and maybe they forgot to water it that that's really me right there (laughs) get the water plants inside the house and um if it kind of starts to look a little unhappy and you're done with it you can stick it out in the coop and and the chickens may peck at it, and some certain herbs are are quite fine for the chickens to come across. And um, we don't know if they impart a whole lot of flavor to the eggs, but uh, we know that if they they just kind of pick and peck at it, and um, it, hey, if you want to plant it in your coop, knock yourself out. There's probably plenty of fertilizer; it'll be quite happy. But I wouldn't cook with anything that I planted in the coop after I planted in there. <laughs> Um, I know up by me, the only perennial kind of rosemary there is is ARP, A-R-P. But in other parts 
of the country, there are different strains of rosemary that do quite fine, and so you may find um, something near you that works just fine. Um, other things like, say, mint, uh, sometimes people will, will get a little sprig of mint. Absolutely no mistletoe for your chicken. Um, that's poisonous for both humans and, and other animal species as well including avian so we don't need to um we don't need to give our chickens any mistletoe uh, even if you have a rooster in the coop um huh. but definitely that's something to to consider it is a holiday thing and and uh chickens do not need mistletoe <clears throat> uh, cuz nobody needs a vet bill at the holiday <laughs> huh. um one of the other things that I was thinking about Andy was um uh, you know, some people say that they like to put little stockings up for their chickens. Um, remember to count the number of toes on your chicken's feet and make sure you have enough uh, uh, little toes on your stockings for your chickens. If you have a five-toed breed, then make sure there's five toes. Um, like, say, silkies have five toes and, and hootans have five toes and dorkings have five toes. But uh, if you're going to knit or buy chicken stockings, then, then make sure they have the appropriate number of toes. Three in the front, one in the back. Um, I don't know if there are, any, there are any roosters out there that need fur warmers, but there you go. Um, if you were going to yarn bomb your coop uh, or knit something for your birds, there's something to, to think about. Um, I know that some people in the past have said that... Um, candy they give leftover candy to their chickens and i'm not a big supporter of this um chocolate and chickens unless it's a chocolate chicken um really don't go together i've seen or a chocolate even, chicken you, know, you what i've seen a chocolate chicken i beg somebody <clears throat> i'm not going to mention names to let me have a chocolate chicken and, <laughs> and i said um, no <laughs> Let me have a chocolate you, chicken. No, Eight Andy, no. Oh. <laughs> it was for the kids. <laughs> and yes, I know you're a kid at heart, but come on. Oh, you're not going to take candy from a child, are you, Andy? Don't. He's like, he's all and silent, everybody. Did you hear that? He didn't say a word. <laughs> this thing's way oh, golly. Ten pounds Yes. Five pounds of chocolate in that chicken. Uh, oh, I saw on YouTube, there's a guy who made a mold of a rotisserie chicken. And he made a gummy chicken out of it. And he also made a chocolate chicken out of it. It's awesome. Totally awesome. I encourage people to go look at that on YouTube. It's crazy. And it's food safe, too. It's great. <laughs> um. And then I've seen chicken cakes. Chicken cakes are great. 3D chicken cakes. Awesome. They make them here in Delaware. Funny they should do that, huh? Since it's a big chicken state and where it all started. Oh, yeah. golly. But those are just some of the suggestions that I have for your listeners. Of course, as they go through and, and uh, clean up uh, leaves in their yard and rake leaves in their yard, Sometimes they like to, to put a bag full in the chicken run or something, let the chickens kind of kick them around and play and and pull apart that pile and just explore. And and uh, if you're going to keep and hold back a few bags of leaves just so your chickens can do that, that's fine. Um, you know, we don't really know very much about the deep litter method as far as microbiological pluses or minuses. So, just be ready to clean up those leaves when, you know, when it starts to look a little geeky or you might get a, a rain or a snowstorm that just kind of makes it all a matted mess. <clears throat> I do know that some people will grow a little bit of clover for their chickens to eat during the winter. And mm -hmm. I'm a big, big proponent of clover. Um, it's a good legume for chickens, and they actually do get some benefits from legumes in their diet. Um, other things to be to be worried about and, and I'm 
actually in the car today, Andy. So if you have questions that pop up on Facebook or the chat room, please tell me. I have no way to see it otherwise. Um, uh, You know, I I, I don't know if you want to play Christmas music for your chickens or not, um, other than the song that Andy just played a few minutes ago. Um, Chickens, you know, they're... You when we can, go to break um, in a minute. Oh yes. Um, you can you can play music, Christmas music for your chickens, but they do like to have their regular sleep schedule uninterrupted by holidays and um you know, you can you can use those eggs for eggnog if you'd like, but I, I do recommend cooking them slightly like the custard method. Um for thickening if you're gonna make your own eggnog for the holidays and um, but don't feed it back to your chickens because there's a large amount of dairy in that, and that just won't be very good for them. Um, but, oh, gosh, I wonder if there's any good eggnog sources when I move down south. I just thought about that. I just found a brand-new eggnog source from a local dairy. Now I'm kind of sad that I'm going to be missing out. <laughs> I'm going to have to find a new eggnog source, Andy. Golly. Won't have time. <laughs> Gonna be a busy girl in that new year. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> oh man! Um, hey, let me yeah, let me take a break real quick and uh, okay. and mark mark that off my list, and uh, we'll get back and talk about. We got this uh, special uh, holiday episode of Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper. We do this every year, and um, sometimes every year. We might consider doing it next week or the week after. Um, the um, holiday gift guide, kind of like, uh, who is that? Uh, Oprah does it, my top. You know, anyway, so we may consider doing that here in the next couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, kind of a neat, fun, laid-back episode today, the things you can do with your backyard flock that's uh, festive. So we'll have more of that when we come back after this short break. Stay with us. Tasty Grubs by Tasty Worms Nutrition are the original dried black soldier fly larva made right here in the USA. Tasty Grubs are high in protein and calcium, vital nutrients for laying hens. Customers have reported an increase in shell quality, egg taste, and a reduction in molting time. For a limited time, get a bag of Tasty Grubs 100% free. Simply enter tastyworms.com forward slash whisper into your web browser and add one to your cart today. Save 10% on all other products such as dried mealworms by entering the coupon code whisper at checkout. That's tastyworms.com forward slash whisper. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Strombergs family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Strombergs should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. 
From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. I forgot uh, to put it on my list. 
was one, I'm not going to bring it up because we're almost out of time, but there was one more that I thought the other day that was just like, man, that's just, I don't know why I didn't think about that when I saw it somewhere and added it to that. So, yeah, well, hopefully I can get that list distributed. So, uh, if uh, you We've worked down, so but... hard over the years, Andy, to to teach people how to be good critical reviewers of information that I think we've a lot of the basic stuff and may have forgotten what some of those are. So I'm glad you're asking your listeners for the things that we may have just forgotten about questions that are quite common that still hang out there, but we've probably rehashed it and rehashed it and rehashed it. And we're like, yeah, that's done. No, it's not, not for beginners. And I think um, there's going to be one I'm sending to the CDC, I believe, that uh, SAGE uh, prevents salmonella. I can't wait for that one. But that's that's one that I'm going to have on there. SAGE <laughs> prevents salmonella. So, yes. Okay. Well, that's what I have for your listeners today, Andy. And I thank you for okay. inviting me on and, and letting me make the announcement um, I definitely want to participate in the in the the new and innovative Christmas products for chickens. That sounds like a fun one as we get closer to the okay. holiday. It'll be one of these next couple. Uh, I think next week is Dr. Pateski, and then the next week I think we still have. Let me go to the counter real quick, and then you're out of here. Um, yeah, maybe uh, the fifteenth. I think is your day yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, so maybe. I'll- that for the 15th um i'm gonna have to um, i'm gonna have to do my homework so everybody out there who's got new and innovative poultry products get that information out there to me and i will i will give it the once over for the radio show yeah same here and uh we'll, we'll of course reach out to our sponsors and say look at purse stockings they're like those tasty grubs you know you actually can go back and listen to the ad you can get a free sample right now by going to that ad and, and going to their website free. You don't have to pay for shipping, and it actually is the perfect size to just drop right into a stocking, uh, and it won't cost you a dime. So now you got a stocking stuffer for your next-door neighbor that happens to have backyard poultry for free. So, um, yeah. yeah, so little things like that. So uh, so listeners can go back and listen to that commercial full of tasty grubs, and it tells you exactly how to get that free sample um, and put right in that stocking. It won't cost you a dime, not even shipping. So that, that's And then, of course, the new incubator line that the Brincy has out, well, we'll probably talk about that, and they may even have some super slashed uh, deals on a couple of uh, um, models that they're going to discontinue. So I know they're going to have some slash them sales on that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look for that on the 15th. That'll be exciting, and that may be our last show of the year. So, um, But, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Thanks for calling in today. Awesome, unique holiday show, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a great show, too. Thank you, Andy. Enjoy your day you and congratulations um yeah so that's going to wrap up another uh, episode backyard poultry with the chicken whisperer brought to you by combog feeds our guest today the lovely dr bridget mccray phd just announced new position down at auburn university love it and a little closer to me too so um that's awesome well thanks for tuning in today we'll be back one week from today with dr Pateski. and um let me throw you out i think it's in this one here let me throw out See if it's here. Did I save it? I didn't. Anyway, um, some topics for this next week with Dr. Pateski. There are some good ones. Um, let me think if I could think of a couple. Ah, um, it was just an email he sent me. I'll have to go back and search for it. But anyway, it'll be a great show. And then that following Thursday, uh, maybe our last show of the year, uh, back with Dr. McRae. And maybe some others, too. Maybe some other guests that are normally on the show talking about really cool um gifts you can give for that chicken lover in your life are yourself treat yourself tuning in today uh we'll see you next week follow us on facebook uh, become a fan on twitter vice versa subscribe to the magazine chickenwhisperermagazine.com and um enjoy your chickens god bless everybody
Nah, let's do one more. 